Well, good afternoon, everyone, and thank you for tuning in. This is Melvin York with Gardening with Daddy Pete. It's been just a while between uh, things to do and uh, internet service being down for a few days. We're just now getting back to everyone, and I apologize for that. Uh, we're going to start off today, and we entitled today's session with things to get ready for things to get ready for you know it's fall of the year here in the piedmont north carolina looks like we're looking for a light frost here within the next five to seven days which is not out of the ordinary it's just about right on time and then usually uh as uh ordinary weather goes we usually do have a uh pretty much coming frost towards the end of the month first of november somewhere around halloween so there's a lot of things to do for fall and things you can do over winter. Now, you know, I'm a stickler on keeping that notebook, that journal, uh, things to do list. And if you don't do that, uh, believe me, uh, at uh, my age, as you get older, you can't remember everything to do. <laughs> there's more to do <laughs> than you can get done sometimes. But uh, the winter time's coming. There's going to be times where you can't get out in the garden. You can't get out in the yard but you can go to the tool shed, things you can do inside the house, and again, things that you can do in your garage or uh, your barn. So we're going to start on some of the outside and inside things today and kind of jump around just a little bit. One thing you want to put on that list is taking care of your mechanical equipment. Uh, and by that, I mean your weed eaters. Uh, your chainsaws, your lawnmowers, your tillers, your uh, hedge clippers, uh, and any tool like that that's operated electrically or gas. Uh, let's start with the lawnmower and the tiller. A good thing to do with that, tillers should be uh, just about done for the year unless you're making a new bed. Uh, take those in, check your time, check the oil in the gear case, whether it be a chain drive tiller or a worm gear type tiller make sure that you do check that grease in there it should be a liquid grease uh somewhere around 90 weight uh grease should be in there or oil also is a good time for the tiller to change your air filters uh tillers seem that they need to be changed more or as much as the lawnmower because they're in more dust usually uh and so make sure that you keep those air filters. If it's a washable one, wash it out. This time of year, I would install a new one in it. New spark plug uh, is always good and change the oil. Uh, most utilities do not have an oil filter on, so that's something you don't have to worry about. Check your belt. If it looks like it's worn on the sides or starting to fray, go ahead and replace that. Oil up your throttle cables and any of the cables that you can do. Uh, the wheels on the tiller. And also, here's a big one, and you're going to need that for several of your things. And there is this wonderful little bottle of stuff that's called Stabil, S-T-A-B-I-L, Stabil. And it's a gas treatment, and I use it every winter for my lawnmower, my tillers, and go by the directions, add some into your gas. A lot of people drain the gas out, and that's fine, too. One of the other needs to be done, though, because gas, this new gas, it turns into like a jelly, like a gel, and it will gunk up the bottom of your carburetors, the bottom of your tank, and you want to make sure that that doesn't happen because there's 
uh, time and money that you're going to have to do when you get ready in the spring to go. Another thing, if your uh, teller has, some do, most don't. But again, we'll talk about your riding lawnmowers do. Your, a lot of your push or self-propel mowers doesn't, and it's the battery. Check your battery, make sure that it's good. Clean the cables on it. Uh, make sure that you have all tight connections. Doesn't hurt anything at all to leave one of those cables off, uh, but I leave mine on. I just make sure that they're clean when I go in there and put them in. They do make some battery protectant to coat those terminals with, or uh, a lot of times I have dropped just to drop an oil, regular motor oil on there just to keep down uh, any of the acid forming or building up on my terminals. So that's another good thing to look at too. So when you're doing the whole nine yards, when we're changing the oil and your lawnmower, change the plugs or plug, whichever. Mine does have two in it. Uh, change your air filter, just like we did with the uh, tiller. You want to make sure that you put a new air filter. Also, when you're changing the oil on that riding mower, nine times out of 10, it's going to have an oil filter. Make sure that you do replace that with a new oil and a new oil filter. Now, as you go across, we need to go ahead and take the deck out from one of the lawnmower and uh, clean it up well. Check your drive belt. Lines out. That'll be the one underneath. It goes from your pulley on the bottom of your motor to a couple idler pulleys and to the transmission at the back, which will be on top of the rear end of your wheels. Also, make sure that when you have that mowing deck out, you want to clean it well. Uh, you want to take those blades off, either replace or sharpen those blades. While you have the belt and the blades off, check your idler pulleys uh, on the deck. Make sure they're not war rattling. Now's a good time to replace those. And also, the quills or the spindles that hold the blade on with the bigger pulley on top. Make sure that you don't have grease fittings either on the top or the side. Uh, if so, those need to be greased more than once a year. But check and make sure you do some don't. If you have any play at all when you're taking that blade off or it rattles or it moves or you can wiggle it, you need to replace that quill. Now's the time to do these things. Parts are getting harder to get. They're taking longer to get. And then you'll be ready for the summer. So these are things you want to make sure that you start early on things like this so you can get the parts if you need them. That task is out of the way and you're ready to go in the spring. You know, here's the thing about it. I've had a lot of people tell me, and I have uh, heard this saying over and over again. I heard it from my grandfather. I heard it from other people around. If you don't know what you're going to do tomorrow or today, you, you won't accomplish anything. Now, listen to what I said on that. If you don't know today, what you're going to do tomorrow, you won't get anything accomplished. You're going to spend most of the day uh, getting ready for the work that you're going to do that day. And part of the day is gone, if not half or more of it. So prepare for these things and get them ready and to go. Hedge clippers need to be sharpened. Make sure all your batteries are uh, in tune for that. Leaf blowers will be out this time of year. Uh, get those going when you get done. Again, uh, service them properly, put them up in a dry place, take care of those. Uh, this is just the little things that you need to do to make sure that next spring uh, you're ready to go. Now, I did say that frost is coming. There's other things we need to do. There's some of your perennials needs to be divided and moved. Some needs to be deadheaded back. 
uh, some needs to have uh, leaves added around to protect some of the ones that maybe you've just planted uh, for this fall, put a cover of the leaves or uh, something like that over it and give them a little protection from the cold weather that's uh, inevitably is going to show up here before long. Uh, and uh, just keep that in mind. That's a good thing to do. So put that on your checklist. A lot of people's going to be doing some pruning. I don't advise pruning anything till after we at least have a killing frost. Usually I like to see the leaves mostly gone uh, when I'm going to prune like uh, trees and a lot of the shrubs, especially if they're not uh, an evergreen shrub. If they're a deciduous shrub, uh, I like to see the leaves mostly gone on those when we do. Keep in mind, here's a good rule of thumb for all trees. Never, 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 never prune over 30% of that whole tree. In other words, the canopy of the tree, never prune over 30%. And I know a lot of people like to get in there, especially on a lot of trees and go saw happy and we're going to cut this back and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And yes, if you're not careful, you may wind up with a dead tree or at least part of the tree dying. So when you do make cuts on your pruning, make sure that they are straight across, they're sharp. Uh, and I mean straight across with the limb. You don't want water standing on that cut. You don't want to leave the bark pulled down or chewed off. That's a good place for disease to get in. That's why it's always better to do your pruning in cold weather uh, when the insects and the varmint, so to speak, are not out. But make sure that you do even cuts with these. Get a sharp pruning tool or either sharp saws when you're doing this. Uh, take care and take all the brush away. Uh, it's all right to leave some leaves around. But go ahead and get that cleaned up too. Uh, don't give uh, like the stink bugs a place to hide and because uh, they've got plenty of places it is now. I seen a thing on the internet the other day where they said they were making it our state bird. <laughs> uh, well, and they're crazy. They're really flying this time of year hunting a place to go in to the warm. So take care of that. Pruning. Pruning's one you can do on your shrubs. Uh, again, I don't know. Do not recommend more than 30% of that shrub being cut back. Now, here's some shrubs that you don't want to prune this time of year. And I'm going to give you an example, and there's more. You can look it up. An azalea is one that you don't want to prune in the fall. If you'll go out and look at your azaleas, they've already set their buds or their blooms for next year. So if you go prune them now, you will have no blooms uh, for next spring or what few you leave on it. And so you're not going to see that full ball of blooms on your azalea like you usually do if you cut it back too much. So um, the time to prune an azalea, if you can, is about two or three weeks after it blooms. Again, that puts you, well, wait a minute, that puts me uh, pruning in the spring. Yes, that's exactly when you prune that azalea. Uh, same thing with the camellia. Um, now, there's different variety of camellias. I've got one out here that uh, blooms this time of year. I never get to see it bloom all the way. It'll usually come out in, in total array and the uh, hard frost will get it and I lose it. Some years, one or two, I've seen it all the way bloom out, but most of the time not. 
but it's still, I keep it for the green, the evergreen foliage, and it works well. My other camellias, they bloom out in December, January. They've already set their, their bulbs. They're ready to bloom when the time comes right. If I go pruning those now, I'm going to lose my blooms. I will not have that beautiful red look uh, as I'm coming down the driveway and looking around. Those will be gone. So there's more than that. You need to look around what has set their buds for spring. And that's just to give you a couple. Uh, you want to make sure that you don't prune those now. Uh, also, any gardening you're going to do, now's a good time. If you've got raised beds, if you've got gardening, you don't have fall crops in there, a good time to overseed with some annual rye. That makes some gr good green manure that you can turn over in the January, 1st of February. It's good night, a good source of nitrogen. Another thing good that holds the nitrogen well are radishes. Uh, uh, snow peas is a good one. Buckwheat's a good one. These are things that you can plant now, turn over and rent your uh, raised beds and with very, very, very little cost to you. Uh, ryegrass, you can buy a pound or two of that. And that goes a long way. And it's, I don't know, dollar, $2 a pound. It's, it's just, it costs you nothing. But that is if you don't uh, have fall crops still growing. Uh, if you do, then there's other ways to. Uh, amend that soil and help with it. But this is a good time to be in plant that. In fact, if anything, uh, we're getting close to the end of planting ryegrass. I have planted it in November towards uh, up to the middle and it's still done well, but depending on how cold a winter we're going to have, if that would be true every year. Uh, so you're kind of taking a gamble. But anyway, those are some of the things you can do. One of the jobs you need to do Get that bed ready for next year. Uh, another thing is, do you know what you're going to plant next year? Uh, now is a great time. Now, at the end of the year, is a great time to buy garden seed. Uh, most states will not let the store sell garden seed packed for 2022 in the year of 2023. So, December 31st, 2022 will be the last day they can sell those seeds and they have to pull them off the shelf. Uh, here a year or two back, which seeds were really short, they extended that out and let them go one more year. But I don't think that's the case this year. So usually you'll find seeds that's discounted uh, this time of year. Now's a good time to get those seeds, bring them home, put them in a cool, dry place, throw them in the freezer, and you've got your seed for next year. Uh, with shortages of everything going on, it's just good to have those uh, on hand and have them ready to go so you'll know what to plant. Now, we're doing a lot of planting for the fall. I need some color. I need something to go through the winter. Pansies is a great thing to go with. Uh, in the colder regions, north of us, a pansy's considered a perennial. Down here, they're kind of a biperennial, they will, or an annual, so to speak. They, uh, will last on up into the summer. If they're in the shade, I have seen pansies come back a year or two here, unless it does get in those 100-degree dry spells, and you may lose them. But this time of year, it's great. Great color. There's so many different types. There's the violas, which are the smaller balloon. There's the pansies, and they have the jumbo pansies. Every color you can think of is there, and to put in your outside pots or your outside beds. 
to make it go good. I know everybody's decorating for fall, for Halloween, straw bales. There you go again. When you get done with those, excellence to have your compost pile or to mix into some of your beds to give it a little more aeration. And then as it does uh, decompose, it's making your soil richer. The pumpkins, same thing. Throw those in your uh, compost bin after you've taken the seeds out. And uh, if you've made jack-o'-lanterns out of them, take those seeds out, wash them, let them dry, and plant them for next year. Or you can either uh, take those and roast them. Pumpkin seeds are uh, a great source. Uh, well, I just like just to do that, salt them, and eat them. Sunflowers, you know, seeds, you know, they're all the same to me. I mean, I just like the nuts or the seed part of most of the fruits. Uh, so that's a good idea. At least you're not throwing them away. Uh, if you do have any animals, a lot of animals love pumpkins. Uh, so I know uh, horses will eat them. I do know that uh, cows will eat them. Um, uh, probably a lot of other wildlife will. I know deers will eat them. So you can either sell them out for them if you have wildlife in your area, or again, you can put them in your compost bin. But we don't want to waste anything that we've got and we paid money for. Uh, so we'll put it to good use. Okay. So that's something to think of. Your straw bales uh, can go into your compost pile or into your raised beds, make some in with that, as long as it's straw, not hay. Make sure that it is straw. Uh, the pumpkins, again, uh, make sure that you get the seeds, save those out of there, use them for planting or use them for eating, uh, either one, and then the pumpkin can go uh, either to field of wildlife or it could be a great asset uh, to your compost bin. So those are just a few things that uh, we'll talk about and uh, for fall. Uh, in the next segment, we'll try to hit just a few more of them because there's plenty to do. Uh, people says, well, you know, gardening's a full-time job, but you're glad to see winter get here and you can take a rest. <laughs> That's probably our hardest time of the year is getting ready for everything. Again, keeping up your equipment, pruning everything, making a list, making sure that we have everything. So winter is still a busy time for a gardener. So it's usually a 12-month. Uh, hobby, so to speak, on that. But uh, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it like I do. Again, uh, Christmas is coming up. Seeds, garden tools, uh, gardening books, uh, gloves, hats, uh, on and on are great Christmas presents to your gardening family, gardening friend. Again, if you're like me, drop those hints. You know, uh, I'm, I need a new pair of gloves. I could use it new pair of knee pads, uh, those are things that we can do. And you can buy, usually buy those at your local garden centers. And I do encourage you to buy local as much as you can and uh, keep the local guys busy because they're the ones when you do have a question or you do have a problem, if you go to those, they can usually give you the answer. If not, they will find it out for you. So think about that and on this upcoming season of giving when we're buying presents and getting presents, you know. Ask people, say, look, guys, if you're going to buy me something for Christmas, try to buy it locally. I would really love something local and uh, support our local neighbors and friends 
and uh, let's keep them in business. Well, until next time, uh, this has been Melvin York, and you've been listening to Gardening with Daddy Pete. If you get a chance, go to our website. It's uh, daddypeets.com, and you can hear these podcasts. And uh, if you'd like to, leave a comment or a question. We'd love to hear from you. Also, while you're there, sign up for our free monthly newsletter about gardening. We send that out to you at no cost. So I hope you uh, have enjoyed today. Make sure, make sure, make sure to make those lists. Keep that journal. Also, in pruning, I'll say it again because I've seen so many people do that before we sign off here today. Never prune over 30% of your shrub or your tree. Well, until next time, this is Melvin York, and you've been listening to Gardening with Eddie Pete.